The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hello, everyone. Welcome to brand new episode of Exploited, the first one of the year here. Tonight, we got me, Alexis Strowski. Uh, I'm Kevin Daly. <laughs> Mr. Wright. All righty. Yeah, sorry, I did that a little little backwards there. So, tonight we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, directed by Toby Hooper. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. It accomplishes everything it sets out to do with brilliance and unparalleled terror. This is the horror movie to end them all. called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from New Line Cinema. Uh, which starts with that really effective text. An effective text that I believe, uh, which really does set the tone in a parent. I don't know how true this is, but apparently the actor who read those lines, uh, his payment was a marijuana joint. Damn. He sold it for weed. Yeah. Also, I learned... I haven't seen this in a while. I didn't realize one of the... It's not a big spoiler that one of the characters in this movie is in a wheelchair. I didn't realize yeah. that the word invalid could also mean somebody who could walk. It's also usually pronounced invalid, but in the movie they also pronounce it invalid. It's like invalid. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. I was like, okay, I don't know if it's still appropriate for that, so I'm not going to, but... That was an interesting way to say, you're invalid, you can't move. <laughs> yeah, um, the film which we are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. And yeah. <laughs> invalid. <laughs> and yeah, he is invalid. invalid. 
annoying is what he is. <laughs> oh, he is terrible. We'll get into Franklin as he shows up. I have many notes about Franklin, most of them in caps. But the movie takes place on August 8th, 1973, and this effective opening, it's ma- taking pictures of dead bodies while somebody's talking about mass grave robbing in Huerto County, which, by the way, is not a real county. <laughs> Death County. <laughs> Death County. Uh, and it's making this sound effect when the, the camera goes off, that kind of like, Boing. Which they reused that in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the uh, the next generation. You know, I'm like, I, I get that you're reusing it, but it's over prom photos. <laughs> uh, I I just think it's funny because if this is probably just because in hindsight of how many other movies have come out over the years, but it's like, yeah, this is effective, and then after the fifth time, it doesn't. You're just like. Okay, uh, can we move along? Yeah, I... Also... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Also, I love that... I was doing some light research on this movie, and apparently part of the idea... This is what somebody claimed about the movie, was that the whole, like, it, it hasn't been discovered until now. Hasn't been talked about until now. It's like, well, that was during the time of Reagan and all the stuff we were learning about Vietnam. It's like, yeah, but this is about cannibalism in Texas. I'm pretty sure if there was a guy in Texas skinning bodies and leaving them out for anybody to see, it would know that's not a secret that would be kept. <laughs> Some little podunk town in Texas. Well, when I watched this movie the very first time when I was 13, the opening scared the hell out of me. By the time we got to see this grisly work of art, I was like, okay, lights on. Let's watch this with the door locked. Lights on. I mean, I like that work of art. It was very, very like, inspired. It was. I like the work of I like it too, but at the same time, like you could tell this is a low-budget movie because they can't waste anything, and they kind of linger on some stuff. So it's like, it's effective, it's effective, it's effective, and then suddenly, okay, see the body. Saw the body. Yeah, it's there for a bit. Uh, well, you know, the, our killers here are the Banksy of dead people. So, we get a great shot of a dead armadillo, then. And the news... My, to my understanding, very calm and intact. And during all of this, the news report keeps going on. Like, they talk about the grave robbing, but then they're just talking about, like, a building collapse, some, somebody got murdered. It's just really grim news, like, all over the world. And, like, you're yeah. really setting us up with some pessimism. Foreshadowing and modern news And then they do the cheesy footage, trailer footage over with a red filter so we can barely see what's going on, but the intensity of the red. So then we meet Franklin, and he's wheeled out of the, the, the party van to go pee. <laughs> and he has to pee in a can. And yeah. my question is, my first question is, okay, I understand you need help to pee. Why do you need to piss in a can? Well, just it would dribble all over the front of the seat. But he's scared. Sure, Go ahead. Pretty sure it would have been hot enough that the piss would have evaporated and it would have been fine. The aroma lingers. Trust so, later in the film, they're by a slaughterhouse, so that'll take away the yeah. smell. Yeah, the the piss smell suddenly becomes far less uh, far less problematic. <laughs> they didn't think like, oh, let's just let Franklin piss himself. We're going past the slaughterhouse anyway. But he does piss himself, because as soon as he's about to go, this semi goes by and scares his wheelchair, and he just rolls down this hill. Yep, and the tone of the movie was set immediately. (laughs) Yes. And Franklin, it's just a a whiner. 
They get him back on, and he's like, Oh, it's heat. I can't take the heat anymore. Oh, so terrible. Oh, well, one girl, Pam, is going through astrology. And she's talking about Saturn as a malefic influence because it's in retrograde. And um, Is Mercury one of the... <laughs> Because I feel like, according to my wife's TikToks, they're always it's always in retrograde. Well, Mercury goes around the sun faster, so it's in retrograde a bit more often. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. I just laughed at the phrase "Saturn is a bad influence." I just pictured somebody saying, hey, "You can't play with Saturn anymore. He's a bad influence." Yeah. Uh, they get to the cemetery, because they're all going out there to see if Sandy and Franklin's granddad was dug up. And they arrive at the cemetery where they're greeted with some casual 1970 sexism. Yeah, this guy's like, oh, I'm going to take a girlfriend. Come along with me here, pretty lady. And someone has to stand up and say, no, talk to the sheriff over there. They'll tell you. Don't go with this strange man. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> there's, a, there's an old guy who's just laying on the ground, laying in the cemetery, going... I told you, nobody listens. It's, it's crazy Come Ralph. On. It is crazy Ralph. Yeah, and it's actually effective that they shot him upside down. Yeah, I actually like that scene. Yep. And now they pass... Uh, Go ahead. I'm going to say, I'm a total pig, because one of the things I noticed was that Sally had some of the puffiest nipples as soon as she got out of the, out of the van. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like not for nothing, it's supposed to be hot as hell, but it looks like she just walked out of a freezer. <laughs> Remember when your meat was grass-fed and you could trust those that handled that meat? Old man gas and barbecue remembers. Remember when cattle was handled by hard-working local people with a trusty sledgehammer and not some streamlined, emotionless machine? Old man gas and barbecue remembers. Remember when no product was wasted and people knew that meat was meat. And they did what they could with what they had, and encouraged the whole family to take part in those practices. Old Man Gas and Barbecue remembers. That was a really good air conditioner in the van. <laughs> Not according to Franklin. <laughs> well, Franklin whines about everything. But well, Franklin, are, well, that's I can't can't be too mad at Franklin because if I had to rely on other people to get me out of a van. And some of the stuff they do to him, and later I would, I'd probably be whining too. So, well, the only thing Franklin doesn't whine about is slaughterhouses, because they go by the slaughterhouse, and he's like high strung. Let me tell you about the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Looks like I'm driving up I five. Yeah, they, they kill him with this big hammer. Although now they use this gun. You're just like. Uh, yeah, and the people in the so car, yeah, they're like, Franklin, that's enough. Franklin, that's enough. The gun just goes in their head. Franklin, shut up. <laughs> I kept expecting them, this guy to be, because this is the first time I've seen this movie, just full disclosure. I was expecting Franklin to just be, haha, I'm with the bad guys, because he's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, they pick up a crazy looking hitchhiker. His only they say it looks like Dracula. Yeah. Now, what version of Dracula do you think that guy looks like? Yeah, the dude with the giant birthmark on his face that... It's like strung out James Franco to me. Yes, yes, I said the same thing. He looked like Hillbilly James Franco. Yeah, when Dracula's supposed to be good-looking and debonair... Is there a methed-out Dracula that you've seen that we haven't seen? Then, um, Well, if there's a movie about a methed-out Dracula, I guarantee you we'll be covering that in the near future. Definitely. Find- he's going to be making some study. 
Dracula on meth. Yeah, I'm gonna look up this meth vampire movie. Keep falling out. <laughs> uh, well, there is a movie with drug dealing vampires starring Damien Chapa that I saw forever ago. That sounds like something we should be covering. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, it's got Damien Chapa in it. We've already covered one Damien Chapa movie. Yeah, with at least one more on the on the docket. So, um, yeah. Franklin finds out that the whole guy, that his family all worked at the slaughterhouse, and he's like, great, a whole family of Draculas. And by the way, you can tell this movie doesn't take place in the real world, because this guy gives all the signs that you should kick him out of the van. Yeah, and a lot of times they just sit there and let him do this weird shit. Franklin just stares at him with his mouth open like, what? Like, he hands them pictures of the de- the cows he's killed. Just all these little Polaroids of cows, and he goes, I was the killer! Although, this scene, the only pertinent information that we get is that he hates the gun, and this is the first moment they talk about the economics of the current slaughterhouse. Yeah, like, people- when he mentions the gun, he says, I hate the gun. Why? Why? Does it kill better? Also, it costs jobs. Yeah. <laughs> they took our jobs. But Franklin and... Air guns. <laughs> Franklin and uh, Hitchhiker have a detailed conversation about head cheese. Which was going to be the title of the movie, and I didn't know. I had to look up. I've never eaten head cheese. I've known it as a joke. So I had to look it up. Turns out what they talk about is actually true. Yeah, it's just... How you make head cheese. It's just a cow head. Um, Not not my jam. (laughs) Definitely not. And then the crazy dude takes Franklin's knife and uh, cuts his hand open, and everyone in the van just just fucking watches him do this. They don't kick him out. The seventies, though, like, uh, why do people just keep? Didn't we just watch a movie last week where they're just like, "Hey, let's pick up some random hitchhikers"? Well, it was the seventies. That was a different time. And then, you know, years later, when we started, when we started shitting on homeless people more, more. Hitchhiking became way more taboo. Well, I think it also had to do with serial killers hitchhiking. Eh, fact I'm that more... we realized humans are giant shitheads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even talk to random people. I'm not picking the up in my car. And so, he waves around his own knife, and they're like, yeah, that's a, that's a good knife, buddy. Yeah. And then finally, he takes a photograph of them and sets it on fire, and that's what they, they, they finally throw his ass out. after Because he... they won't pay him $2 for it. And, um, he spreads blood all over the side of the van after he cuts Franklin. And then the, that girl, Pam, she's she reads their horoscopes. They all have terrible horoscopes. Well, she mentions Capricorn, and I gotta say, as a Capricorn, sometimes you get a good horoscope, but a good chunk of the time, your horoscope is not the happiest. You were born in January. Also, I love the moment when this one girl, girl talks about, I can't believe someone would just cut themselves. And I'm like, just wait till the 2000s and you find the internet and the uh, internet and emo music. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's my whole life. <laughs> Are you a cutter, Kevin? <laughs> no. no. But I do listen to a lot of emo. But so they, uh, they stop for gas at this gas station where I put in my comments, who's this moon-faced idiot staring at the sun? With just a bucket of soapy water. Yeah. And, and he uh, just goes up to the van and starts revving it. That's the, pr- the last we see of him, too. The proprietor of the gas station, Old Man, and he is referred to in the credits and everything as Old Man, he has no gas. So they're like, oh crap, well, do you know the way to the old Franklin place? 
And he warns them about going to an abandoned houses, and they're like, oh, no, no, it's our family's place. He's like, eh, still, you shouldn't go into abandoned houses. I mean, that's uh, good advice. It is. It's good advice, but remember, this is young people in the 70s with hippie haircuts. They don't pay attention to good advice. Like, how did they that's sell... That's also a slasher movie. How did they sell their friends on this trip? They're like, we want to drive out into Texas and find some grave and then just spend the night in a abandoned house? Oh, that's easy. The power of getting your dick sucked. Well, we might go to a private place and get our dick sucked. Well, we get tetanus too, but... Well, one guy brought his girlfriend. Um, no, I guess they, they both brought girlfriends. Poor Franklin, why did he go? Because uh, <laughs> he dragged him along. And it was his grandpa. Yeah. yeah. His sister dragged him along. So Franklin's just never shutting up now about, did you see? think I said something to that hitchhiker to make him mad? But like, probably Franklin, because you suck. Also, I do like the scene where they're getting Pepsi and... The excited Joe D'Amato noises that are heard in the, during the low ankle crot shots. There are. You can almost see up, uh, not Sandy, it's Pam's got the red shorts that you can almost see right up the crotch. D'Amato was very happy with the scene. D'Amato was happy. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he was. <laughs> and now, a public service announcement from the Murto County Sheriff's Department. The Murdo County Sheriff wishes to remind people that abandoned homes are not playgrounds. There have been an increase of young people ignoring the warnings about going where they are not wanted. In order to defer this problem, the state government has been encouraged by local businesses to extend our local stand your ground laws to include meat hammers, meat hooks, garden tools, Frasers and chainsaws as legal methods to protect one's personal property. This has been a public service announcement from the Mirto County Sheriff's Department. They get to the old Franklin place, and that place is not habitable at all. No. no. And not wheelchair access. Definitely no. not. Franklin is oh. fucking miserable. Well, Franklin's got nothing better to do except for staring at the blood that the that the hitchhiker wiped on the van. He tries to wondering the meaning of it. He tries to get into the house, and he's just wheeling around and bumping into walls and shit. And he's just like, ah, "They said it would be a good time. Ah, I, I hate myself." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and once again, I understand that that sucks. On the other hand, Franklin, did it not occur to you that an old abandoned house would not be the most accessible thing for you to be in? So, the one couple, Kirk and Pam, they start by like, oh, we're going to go down to the creek and swim. And they're like, oh, well, how did Franklin ever get down here when he was little? Franklin never was little. Yeah, they're just shit um, over Franklin. Yeah. Everyone oh, that- hates Franklin. <laughs> so these people suck. That's the first thing I- I mean, it's a slasher movie. You just assume most of the cast are shitheads. Uh, but Kirk and Pam is this couple. They go to this farmhouse because they hear a, a generator going, and they're like, that means they have gas. And this house is creepy and cluttered, and that's like every home out in the county. Yeah. I mean, Martha was living in a creepy Texas Chainsaw farmhouse <laughs> for a while. Just You have broken down cars in front because it's just, it's just the way people live outside of a city. Plus, if you live in certain areas where the economic, where 
you know, they had like the farm money and that dries up, people have no real ability to get rid of anything, so they just let everything basically rot. Yeah, it's like, it's such a pain in the ass to, to get out of a truck and take all the tr- trash the, uh, miles away to a dump. It's like, yeah, just put it at the edge of the yard. Kurt goes inside and he meets Leatherface. And we get probably the most iconic scene in the movie where he walks, he walks, and he walks to the red wall with all the heads on it, and you get that famous pulley effect when Leatherface smacks the hammer into his head and you hear the door slam. Yeah, um, he gets this guy with the sledgehammer, and then he starts thrashing, and it's the exact description that the uh, either Franklin or the hitchhiker gave about how they killed the cattle. Because they would th- yeah. start thrashing once they got him the first time with the sledge. Then Pam goes in and finds the chicken room. With all the bones and the... <laughs> yeah, there's chickens and feathers and there's just bones everywhere. Human and animal bones that are just made into furniture and stuff. This, this is, is probably which is where the Ed Gein influence comes in. Definitely. Kevin, you know yeah, much about... I do not know much about it. Oh boy, we gotta educate this, educate this boy. So, Ed Gein, 19... 19- 58, I believe it was. Somewhere in the 50s. Somewhere in the 50s, this barely functional dude who lived with his very controlling mom. Uh, after she died, he basically kept her in her room until she was basically mummified. And he started digging up bodies and ripping them apart, made, trying to make a woman suit and trying to... He made furniture, and then he killed two people, and then he basically became the first serial killer, even though he only killed two people. I thought he only killed people. one. Oh, it's two. Oh, yeah, two murders. Yeah, so... But he, but no, and he desecrated countless graves. Yeah, uh, and he was the influence for... He is said to be the influence for the killers in Psycho, this movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill in... Counts of the Lambs and a few others. So that's Ed Gein. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, sounds like the things he did influenced most slasher films. <laughs> yeah, quite a few of them. Yeah. You could argue Friday the Thirteenth as well. Hey, you could argue that because yeah, the mother. He's more based on Cropsey. Oh, I'd have to look more about Cropsey. I watched a thing about him once, and I was like, meh. Yeah, I saw a Nightmines video about Cropsey, and he made that conclusion. That Cropsey is the influence of not only Harvey Weinstein's The Prowler, but also of of uh, Jason Voorhees. Yeah, um, but Cropsey, I don't know much about. There was a documentary, so it's but it's not like I go around looking up. Well, Cropsey was apparently the villain in the uh, 1981 Burning. Yeah, yeah, the Burning. That's that's <laughs> probably the one I was thinking of. Yeah, but anyway, but, so yeah, but- we get the really great scene here. Well, it's horrifying to watch, but it's quite memorable. Where Leatherface gets Sally and just puts her on a meat hook. By the way, I don't know how many groups you follow during, how many horror groups you follow, but during Christmas, I saw the same meme. Anything could become a Christmas ornament if you try hard enough. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's that shot. And he just takes the chainsaw to her, and it's it's very, this is not a guy that's murdering people, he's just killing people. Yeah, slaughtering cattle is all that Leatherface is really doing. And the thing that's interesting, too, is another thing people will point out is that this is considered one of the goriest films made, even though it's not really that gory. And one of the moments <laughs> is this scene where, yeah, it looks terrifying because he looks like he's slicing up bodies with a chainsaw. But at the same time, what it reminded me of is 
I don't know if you guys ever worked at a haunted attraction or did anything where you had to try and scare people with a weapon, but you can't, you know, actually go after them with the weapon. You just kind of have to present it. Yeah, I haven't done that since high school. Yeah, that's what that scene rem- I started laughing because I started having flashbacks to those moments where you walk up to a person and be like, I'm going to get you, and you got a knife in your hand, and they go, yeah, what are you going to do? And you got nothing. I do like, um, <laughs> this movie's interesting because it's really not that violent. Like, when you look at it, there's not a whole lot of on-screen violence. There's a bit of blood, but that's about it. Like, I think, I, I read that he, that, that he tried to cut down the, keep the gore out, to try to get a PG rating. Of course, this was the 70s. There was no PG-13 yet. But, um, they wouldn't, the MPA wouldn't give it to him anyway. I wonder if today if it would have been a PG-13. It probably would have been. But, yeah, but at the same time, why would you want a PG rating for a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Money. Money. Yeah, and the kids gotta know. <laughs> oh, yeah, kids. Howdy, y'all. My name is Sally Hardison, and I'm asking for help finding my brother Franklin. He went missing on a recent family trip to Texas. He's a big lump of a son of a bitch in a wheelchair and was last seen wearing a blue shirt, so he's pretty hard to miss. Sometimes his wheelchair gets spooked by large semis and throws him down hills, so you might have heard him yawn for miles. Now if you find Franklin, don't bother returning him. We don't need him. You can keep him. We just gotta know where the body is for insurance reasons. A whole Franklin can feed your family for at least a month, so count yourself lucky if you find that blubbering tub of tears. So if you found that big pain in the ass, probably lost in the woods begging for someone to push a stupid chair, just contact Murto County Sheriff Department and let him know before you roll that fat crybaby into your slaughter room. Thank y'all. God bless. Still, it's just like, if I would point at him, I'd be like, buddy, yeah. you are not getting an easy thing because someone's going to, family isn't going to be like, okay, kids, what do you want to see? How about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Okay, that sounds like fun. Yeah, Toby didn't get his PG rating until Poltergeist. But that's a different conversation. So, oh, who we got left here? Kirk and Sally. They're teasing Jerry. I mean, Franklin. Jerry and Sally are teasing Franklin. Oh, I, later in the film, I think they they basically have a conversation where it's pretty clear that they did not plan to bring Franklin. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, Franklin, uh, that, that guy, he's gonna come get you. Yep, that's what they put on there. I told him where you lived, Franklin. He's gonna come kill you. And Franklin's getting irritated. So I just decided to look up the top, top lifetime grosses of movies. The first R-rated movie that shows up is at 35 with the Joker from a couple years back. Oh, yeah, so R was not even profitable back then. No, yeah, you wanted that PG. And- but to be fair, is that... Actual profits, or is that, like, a Hollywood, you know, selective accounting thing that happens all the time, where even, like, the Avengers supposedly didn't make a profit? But that, no, that's still just, uh, that's box office gross. Okay. Yeah, but also in the 70s, you had a, a much freer PG. I yeah. mean, you could get away with nudity in PG films back then. I mean, 16 Candles. Yeah. Some booba right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, now we're talking about a movie I haven't seen. Oh, well, you ain't messing much. It's it's, it's just right. It's okay. Discovery this. I made a big discovery this year. I realized, with some minor exceptions, I don't like John Hughes. Yeah, I don't really either. His films have not aged well. 
Planes, Trains, yeah. and Automobiles is great. Yeah, that's like... Uh, I can't watch that movie. I want to punch my screen every time I watch a movie like that. I don't like oh. holiday movies that are just about tedium, which is why I don't like the vacation movies. Oh, yeah. Well, Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jerry wanders over to the farmhouse. He also gets leather-faced. I think he's... <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets leather-faced. Um, I have a random note here of Franklin is such a bitch. Oh, they fight over, um, him and Sally are fighting over who, what to do, and they fight over the flashlight. Like, Sally, leave me the flashlight. I'm gonna go take care of the flashlight. Push me, Sally. You gotta push me, Sally. The whole, oh, just goes on forever. By the way, when they do finally go into the woods looking for Jerry, I got it. I gotta get this joke out of the way. You start screaming, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Springer. <laughs> that would be amazing. A Jerry. But, uh, that, that hasn't been a sketch. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre family on Jerry Springer. You know, they would. Have... Go ahead. I was saying, my note here at this point is that Kirk, Pam, and Jerry were assholes. Franklin is annoying, and Sally is just there. Yeah, Sally's just there, and she's our main girl. Well, I mean, when you're when you're when you're co cat when you're when your friends are all jerks and annoying, just being there by definition puts you at the at the top of the heap. Uh, although, we, although this now leads to the best part of the movie, in my opinion, is it when she's pushing Franklin? They're yelling, they're yelling, and probably the most effective scare: Leatherface shows up and stabs Franklin with the chainsaw. The one death with the chainsaw. And it's really effective. Yeah. It's not just for meat. You can cut vegetables with it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so Sally's on the run. She finds the farmhouse. And Leatherface just saws up their own front door to get to her. Like, it's your house, dude. You don't need to saw your way in. (laughs) It's more efficient. Well, well, the other thing they point out, not only do we have a character who's Who's, who's in a wheelchair, we also have a character who's very clearly mentally disabled. Who, Sally? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 Leatherface. Oh, I was about to say that. Uh, yeah, he is. He's, he's a tad dim. Um, he's touched. Yes. <laughs> but I thought he meant Sally because she runs up and there's these two just fucking corpses in, that, in the attic. Well, kind of. are two corpses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a grandma corpse, and we have grandpa who looks like a corpse and moves like one. Well, he doesn't even move here. He might as well just be corpse. And she starts begging these dead people for help before she jumps out the window and just runs over to the gas station to Old Man Gas and Barbecue there. Which, by the way, we talked about how the hitchhiker looks, looked like a redneck redneck James Franco. The old man at times sounds like a hick, hick Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yes, he does. He does. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't want to do it. It's just, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you have to. So, uh, the second she's in the gas station, Leatherface suddenly gone. Well, I put sus AF in my notes there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, someone's got to protect the house. <laughs> uh, Leatherface is like, fuck, I'm busted. That's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad's here. I better put on my woman mask. Oh, he doesn't wear that until the third one. No, 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 he does. If you rewatch the rest of the movie, he has lipstick. The dinner scene. Oh, yeah. He does. It's it's not until the fourth film that he's 
starts dressing like a woman. Oh, fourth film, he goes full on drag, chasing yeah, after another Ed Gein influence. Yeah, because Ed Gein was trying to make a a, a woman's suit. But would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. You know what? You I know we're going on a side tangent. You ever seen the Ed Gein movie? They tried. To- I didn't even know there was one. No. Well, I'm sure there was. Between a really good movie and one of those quickie serial killer movies you see on streaming services all the time, it's actually not bad. Well, I got two. There's one from 2000 and one from 2007. I think the one I saw was from 2000. With Steve Railsback and Carrie Snodgrass? Maybe. Or the 2007, which, oh, yeah, yeah, it has Kane Hodder in it. Yeah, it's probably not that one. It, it was probably the one from 2000. Alrighty. No, I never saw either of them. I'm just not fascinated by Ed Gein, you know? <laughs> um, but they probably will. They'll probably get a... No, Netflix is going to find some fucking... They'll, they'll get Tom Holland to play <laughs> Ed Gein. Because they got fucking... What's his guy for, name for uh, Ted Bundy? Zac Efron? I'm, I'm hoping... Like, my, my big push is we need to do one about... No, we don't need to do any of these films. No, I'm just saying if we're going to do these, let's do Charles Whitman. Let's do He's a guy that I think needs more attention. Let's Not do. more attention, but what he did probably relates more to what's going on in the world as opposed to what, what Jeffrey Dahmer did. Let's do Walt Whitman, the gay poet. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, him too. I, I'll accept that too. But Charles Whitman, yes. So anyway, I thought, the mo- I thought the movie Zodiac was really good. Zodiac was a good movie, but that was also directed by Lynch, not Lynch. Um, no, 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 no that not was Lynch. Fincher. 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 Yeah, Fincher. Right. Yep. Very good. Anyway, back to this serial killer movie. Back to this serial killer movie. Yeah. Um. So the old man comes back. You know, he leaves Sally alone to where she just watches all this cooking meat while the radio replays its broadcast about the grave robbery. Most likely, long pig. Yes, most likely people it's roasting there. And um old man comes back with a, a potato sack and he's like, It's time to, to hop in the bag, lady Yeah. And she she gets a butcher knife, he he starts smacking her around with the broom before he finally get knocks her out, gets her in the bag and drives back out to the farmhouse where we learn that this is we meet the family here, because he's dad. Uh, Leatherface and Hitchhiker live there. They're brothers. And the, hit, and the old man is just fed up with them. He's like, you half-wit coon shits, is what he calls them. <laughs> I told you never leave your brother alone. Then he goes in. <laughs> it's, what you do to the door? What you do to the door? Well, you gotta do it more Jimmy Stewarty. <laughs> what, 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 you, what you do to the door? <laughs> Leatherface. And Leatherface talks, but he talks like <laughs> all high-pitched and nonsense. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Although the dynamic between the hitchhiker and the old man, I was waiting for the hitchhiker, like for the old man to go, why can't you get a job? And the, and the guy and the hitchhiker could have done a whole speech like, I have a job. I'm an artist. <laughs> Yeah, he goes around taking pictures of dead cows and the, the grave probably, robbing. That's the vibe they were given off. He probably uh, considers the the hammer slaughter of the cows art as well. Well, he did set up that sculpture at the beginning of the film. 
It's true, actually. He does have some talent. Because old man here's like, I, I told you never go near that cemetery. <laughs> All he needs is a grant from somewhere, and he can go on tour. Yeah, and then so... Yeah, there's someone who would give him a grant. Someone would give him a grant. They bring... <laughs> They tie up Sally, and then they bring down Grandpa, who <laughs> apparently is barely alive. Um, he's not totally dead, uh, but he's on a, a, a liquid diet. <laughs> uh, blood, specifically. Yeah. And, so we actually did find Dracula, apparently. Yeah, and that was like, he, he is kind of alive, but this begs the question of who's been providing personal care for Grandpa? Yeah. Well, they're... <laughs> They're a family, so they probably, probably, you know, take shifts. Does, Le- they- does Leatherface help Grandpa with the toilet? Probably. He's probably the most, like, loving, kind, and gentle of the family. Probably. He's the one with the mask that can cover his nose when Grandpa takes a big chili shit. Well, in the third and fourth movies, they talk about Leatherface likes the girls, and um, apparently, like, is it the third one? He has a daughter? Man, I'm never watching these other movies. <laughs> You'll have watch, to see this. Watch number two. Yeah, watch number number two. That's the only required one you need to see. Yeah, we're watching number two in a couple months, but that's Third it. We're we're not doing the other. Well, yeah, I could say that. I will say that if Alexis forces me to watch them, I will watch them. <laughs> no, no, you need to watch number two because it goes blood nut insane and it has Dennis Hopper in it. I do like Dennis Hopper. It's got Dennis Hopper and Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley, okay, yeah. yeah that's- it's also the same director as this movie. And also, back to John Hughes, the poster is a parody of the Breakfast Club poster. It is. Um, yeah, the second one's... Well, we'll get to the second one when we get to it. But, it. Uh, back to this one. So, Sally passes out. I, you know, I'd pass out, too, if I had a, a corpse sucking on my thumb. Yep. Um, and she wakes up tied to a bone chair. And we just get, like, five minutes of pure screaming here. It's it's an it's an arm arm, arm and and, and the hitchhiker <laughs> just humiliates the old man. He's like, he's just a cook, he's just a cook. And then you learn that it's pretty clear that he doesn't kill the people, but the hitchhiker and Leatherface—they're the ones killing people, and he just cooks them and sells it to the other people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they make barbecue from whatever it could be pig, chicken, human, whatever they can find. It's all meat. Yep. Meets meat. But they, uh... They There's sp- a scene at one point where Sally keeps asking for help. Like, who's gonna help you, Sally? The skeleton? Yeah. Well, she's a necromancer. Now, if she's a necromancer, she's in great shape here. Oh, yeah. There's plenty she could do if she was a necromancer. Poor girl. Oh, but- man. Let's make, let's make that in the next sequel. The, someone's a necromancer and can control all the dead bodies. The serial killers thought they found a, the great victim. They were dead wrong. Oh, it sure beats a... That sounds better than a telekinetic girl fighting Jason. (laughs) You know. Which movie had the better telekinetic connection? The Friday Friday the 13th movies or the Halloween movies? Friday. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night? (laughs) Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part (laughs) 3. There's a box set that only has the last three of those movies. Yeah. But anyway, Sally's screaming and then... Hitchhiker and Leatherface are screaming back at her. Old man's like, you sound like a bunch of hounds. And they're just getting up and staring in her face. And, um, finally they bring out Grandpa to kill her. They're like, let's... let's- like Grandpa, he was the best! Yeah, he was the let's best! Really 
Because apparently that motherfucker could <laughs> swing a hammer back in the day. Yeah, he killed them like 60 a minute or something, they said. I can't remember the line exactly. Yeah, he was a hammersmith. He just, uh... What is he, the John Henry of slaughterhouses? Yep. Yes, exactly. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> he he probably went toe-to-toe with that gun, you know? That's right. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Air Gun. I say, how's you? <laughs> and so, um... Graham I can't hold it. Yeah, he can't even hold the hammer. They, they're leaning Sally over a bucket to catch all the blood. And they keep handing Grandpa the hammer. And he just keeps dropping it in the bucket. Mm. They try to guide him with the motions. And they're like, Grandpa's the best, you know? Grandpa can get it in one hit. Come on, Grandpa! Before Sally just uh, overpowers them and jumps out the window. Where it's daytime, it's daytime now. Yep. And she just runs up onto this truck with Leatherface chasing her. And we have... The two iconic shots of the one of Sally in the truck, all covered in blood, just screaming. And then Leatherface just doing donuts with his chainsaw. I'd like to think that to, to this day, he's still there, just swinging that chainsaw. Long out Although, of gas. Well, we gotta talk about something else. First, the delivery truck comes by and kills and runs over the hitchhiker. And this dude tries to save Sally by bringing her into the truck. And Leatherface is trying to cut it. And what does this guy do? Get out of the truck on the other side, try to attack Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, but he does get back in the truck and drive away with Sally in the back. <laughs> I'm like, that was the stupidest idea I've ever seen. And, uh, it was not a great idea. By the way, both drivers in the in the end of this scene, no, none of them ever, it ever occurs to them, ow, oh, there's a big guy wielding a chainsaw and this girl running around with blood. Maybe I should run him over. Run him over with the car. So they, uh... That's the movie. How many, how many points is that if this were Death Race? Oh. Chainsaw in a, in a human mask? How many points is that? Well, he's not a child. That's true. Unless he's wearing a child's face. Well, he has the mind of one, so... That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he does count his disabled, apparently. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the movie is... Uh, it's a classic horror film. It's a I like movie. It. It's a good movie. It's an influential movie. I would definitely put it on the list of if you want to be a filmmaker, you got to watch that because you will learn a lot. Actually, shot pretty well. Yeah. Well, T- Toby Hooper went on to do other things that we might even visit a few of his films. But we'll definitely visit Eaten Alive and Life Force. <laughs> um, maybe Crocodile. <laughs> I'm down. It sounds fun. Although, the backstory to this movie. Is totally believable because they were shooting this over a period of nights in Texas in over a hundred degree weather. The dead animal parts everywhere. Oh yeah, that must have been just awful. Like the guy who played the hitchhiker, I don't know how true this is, but it's always been a legend that he once said, "I went to Vietnam and that was better than this going on working on this movie." Oh, you know what? Probably not. <laughs> At least safe on the set. But yeah, the casting, oh. I just wish that the characters had names, other than Motherface. Because it's like, it feels lazy that they didn't name the rest of the family. Yeah. I think Layer, they were the, the what is it, the Sawyer family? I think it's Sawyer or something. Like they, but that's like in the fourth or third or fourth one. I don't know which movie they actually Oh, named. it's just the second one. Okay. No uh, reason to see the second one. Yeah, because old man, he comes back in second and they say his name. He's Drayton Sawyer. Yeah, same character, same actor. That's the only returning cast member. And um, 
let's see what else. The uh the guy that played the hitchhiker. Well, he went on to to voice video games. Any any notable any notable games? Uh Metroid Prime Three, DC Universe Online. He he was the voices of Two Face and Killer Croc. All right, that's pretty good. He did a lot of anime voiceover. Yeah, recently or back in the back in the early days of Dragon Ball. Uh little after. He he was in this. The original animated Sonic the Hedgehog movie, he was Dr. Robotnik. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so that guy had a... His career went in a different way. And, of course, Leatherface is played by Gunnar Hansen. Who, he didn't come back until, until, I believe... I know he's in one of the movies that's just another member of the family, and I don't know if he ever came... I think there's, like, one other movie where he came back to yeah. be Leatherface. Uh no, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um, who do you think had who do you think had worse luck with sequels, Leatherface or Michael Myers? Leatherface. Yeah, I would say Leatherface because I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, um, but Gunnar Hansen became just like a cult icon for horror films. Um, and up until he died, he would go to cons all the time, and he just did a bunch of movies that were all just a lot of direct-to-video slashers. Um, like Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Chainsaw Sally, Murder Set Pieces, Hellblock Thirteen, things like that. You know. All I'm thinking is is that scene in uh, My Name Is Bruce where they make fun of the idea of using a chainsaw as a weapon. <laughs> the kid hands Bruce his chainsaw and he goes, and Bruce Campbell goes, "You know, I've used a lot of chainsaws in my day. I learned one thing: they're just too damn heavy." Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So, that, any last thoughts um, from either of you on Texas Chainsaw? Uh, Barbecue. It, I liked it. Uh, it was apparently filmed on what is the equivalent of $800,000 today's money and made over $150 million in today's money. It's a massive profit margin, so it was very successful. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I do, know one, do you know one other fact about this movie? The distributor for this movie was originally connected to the company that was owned by the mafia that released Deep Throat. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And so, apparently, like, it took a while for anybody to make any money off of this, because they were, because the movie studio was a front for other things. <laughs> yeah, it probably was playing at Grindhouse Theaters to begin with. And speaking of Grindhouse, the other major appearance of this movie is you can see it on the marquee in Taxi Driver. Ah! I didn't That's know cool. that. But anyway, that's our episode on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hope you enjoyed it. Big special thanks to Charlie McMullion, Martha Page, and you, William Wright, for recording the advertisements heard in this episode. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to subscribe, because we have a subscriber feature now, where our bonus episodes are now, uh, you subscribe to get the bonus episodes, and it's only 99 cents a month. That's really not that much. That's that's cheaper than a cup of coffee a day. And not good coffee. Like, the, the you know, you go to the donut shop at 5 in the evening, and they're like, yeah, you can, you can have that. It's been sitting in that pot since 6 a.m. Mm, 5 uh, in the evening donut shop. <laughs> yeah. It's cheaper than that. Much better than that, though. <laughs> Some of these movies, though. Manuel in America, I'd rather have 5 p.m. donut shop coffee. <laughs> But, yep, uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple, um, 
exploitapodcast.com, follow us on Twitter at podcastexploit, or contact us at exploitapodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, so, so, is that our new rating system? Would we rather have 5 p.m. donut shop coffee or watch this movie again? Is that that is our new rating system. Alright, we'll have to do that for every episode going forward. <laughs> so our, our bonus episode this week is going to be House of a Thousand Corpses, so check that out. And next week is Friday the 13th, Part 3.